0: hello happy monday and welcome back to you uplifted beautiful souls you uplifted is the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal grow and fully step into their true potential and power My name is Safa. I am your host. I am an intuitive healer as well as a women's health and wellness life coach and yoga teacher. And oh my goodness, I am so, so, so excited about today's show because I had the absolute joy, honor, and delight to talk to the one and only Tori Rerick. Tori is a guide and healer who teaches leaders to live with more satisfaction and less anxiety through building mindfulness and self-love practices. Her own self-healing journey accelerated after graduating pharmacy school and as she entered motherhood. Tori is deeply passionate about the individualization of each person's healing journey, and she created the Well-Connected Online Membership to connect people with resources for establishing self-care, emotional well-being, and resilience. Tori finds joy in creating content, sharing conversations, and building community around natural and holistic healing. And that is exactly what today's conversation is all about. Everything from holistic approach, including things like cannabis and crystals to heal ourselves, to how we can delve deeper into self-love and self-care and how that helps us and so much more. You're going to absolutely love it and love her. So here we go. All right. Welcome, Tori, to You Uplifted. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining. I've actually been looking forward to this for weeks and weeks just because you've got such a beautiful energy and I know that you just come from a place of true love, so I cannot mm. wait for you to share all the things.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Um, we linked up and it was immediate connection and I just felt really drawn to what you're doing and your your presence as well, so this
0: should be fun. Awesome. Yeah, it's always great when things like those happen. But um, before we go any further into anything, why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today?
1: Sure. i love to. So, of course, with everyone's lives, there are so many nuances and little tangents I could go on, but I'll try to keep it streamlined and go back to um, about six, Okay, maybe now four years ago, I graduated mm-hmm. pharmacy school. And um, the year before that was an internship year where we sort of practiced being pharmacists and did little <clears throat> internships where I, was, I took that time to work on my mental health. So prior to that, I had been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I had mm. tried antidepressants, gone off them, tried them again, and I was just kind of preparing for life after school, and so I took that into consideration and started doing some of that self-healing work, in addition to continuing to take my medication and seeing a therapist that I truly connected with. I had never had that um, in my younger years, so finding that therapist that really you can click with, that was important for me. <clears throat> and through that time. I got married, and then towards the end of of my graduation, um, we were trying to conceive, and that was a huge catalyst to the self-healing and the expansion and um, tapping into the power of my mind, because I had to become aware. I, for the first time in my life, was going to begin making decisions for another human as well, so the awareness was just really magnified, and I had Um, made the decision with my therapist to go off with the antidepressant. I felt like I just was at this place of like a pivot where I, that had done what it could for me. And it held me during this kind of stressful time of school, but I was ready to see what was beyond that for me. And so I started meditating not very well or not in a way that I could understand really. I had no idea what I was doing. And I I like to point that out because it's uncomfortable at first. This is something new for quite a few of us. So um, I just dove in. I dove into crystals, all of that. And I really realized how much I was leaning on my my partner for emotional support. And I saw that in myself and wanted to do better for him and, and for me. Um, so it went on from there and I, we moved out to Colorado. I had done an internship out here and we're both from the same hometown and I wanted to um, just try something new. And so we came out here. I had just graduated pharmacy school. I found a pharmacy job had my son, um, then went back to pharmacy full time. And that was just a lot of, lot of lessons learned there where I realized I was becoming so strong in my mind. I found Abraham Hicks and Law of Attraction and dove right into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I was seeing patients at the pharmacy, um, like not getting better, you know? And I was really seeing um, like Western medicine with a new lens. And mm-hmm. I felt empowered by the power of the mind and i wanted to help in the healing space in a way that felt within integrity to me and i was experiencing a lot of burnout all of this it was coming to a head with the pharmacy career <laughs> it was short lived but
0: um yeah we
1: all have our purpose so <laughs> so i left and um decided to try mindset coaching and building that business and there are a couple turns here and there which i could Get into, but he, basically that's where we are now. Helping helping others to tap into the power of their mind, and really those who feel anxious because we, so many of us have this low grade anxiety, whether mm-hmm. we've been diagnosed or not, because of just the way things are. And so, really bringing your power back by knowing yourself is what I help people
0: do now. Uh, I I resonate, of course, absolutely with everything you just said, and I find it interesting because it seems to me that you had, you know, if you've heard the show before, and I know you have, you've heard me use the phrase collie face many times before. So to me, it sounds like you started entering your collie face kind of at the same time I did, which I think it's beautiful. (laughs) And, uh, or at least one of my many, because I've had several, but I just find it interesting. And there are so many things about what you just said, that I want for us to dive into little by little. So first, I love that you, it's such a pivot, you know, in your life to transition from just the, what we could call normal day-to-day interaction with our society and our lives. And even like you said, our mental health, anxiety, all of these things to all of a sudden make the pivot into deep mindfulness, awareness, and then getting deeper still to what people may consider very very woo woo very mm-hmm. very out there you know crystal mm-hmm. work even abraham abraham hicks and you know in its own right seems very out there very sort of like definitely <laughs> so i love that you made that transition and i'm actually wondering if there was other than your search for improvement and other than your need your internal soul's need for more if there was something in specific that sort of pointed you in the direction Ooh. where you were like, oh, you know what? This actually would make sense.
1: I love this question because I think I would have answered it differently um, just even a year ago, but mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go there. Um, something that I found has been guiding me since years ago, even before this story started, has been cannabis. Mm-hmm. And- Cannabis spirit, I would, I would say, and I even when I wasn't a consumer, even when I wasn't a part of the culture and the community, her actual spirit, which is love and abundance and intuition and um, holding space, has been guiding me this whole way. I can see it now, looking back. Something I left out of that story is that <clears throat> in between leaving the pharmacy and now i started working for a company moon mother hemp because i again was interested in natural holistic healing and that's not something we got into in school Mm -hmm. that's been its own beautiful journey but interestingly enough i believe that there are forces that have been guiding me um apart from just my own
0: individual drive sure Like a pull from the universe, like a call from spirit. Oh, okay. So I also love that because, and we're getting ahead of my notes a little bit, (laughs) but I don't mind. Let's just do it because we're being led in this direction. I love that for a couple of reasons. So I firmly believe that just everything is connected and everything has a vibration. Everything has a spirit. Everything has a light to share because everything in the universe is made up of light, vibration and energy. Yeah. So- Plants, you know, plants are something so special, I think, because each and every one of them, as you said, carries a specific spirit, it carries a particular vibe, it carries a particular task, you know, like you can use rosemary for protection, or you can use chamomile to really help you relax, or Mm -hmm. you can use mugwort to allow lucid dreaming. So each of these is so unique and all of them have um, characteristics in terms of either aligned to male female Mm -hmm. or, you know, their moon or their sun base, or there's so many different little things that we can get into. So I love the fact that you're willing to talk about this because A, we do come from a society that loves using our own perceptions of the world to put things into boxes. I talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. And then by doing this, we also have gotten very accustomed to vilifying things before we fully understand kind of what's there. So for me, cannabis is one of those things. I think that the vilification of this particular plant came early and came hard and it's only now starting to ebb a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could, maybe because, and, and I say this because I'm aware that some of the listeners probably are not even familiar with some of the things that we're saying or are listening and are like, what in the world are these two yeah, we went talking about? <laughs> yeah. So maybe let's go a little bit deeper into one, I love that you referred to her as a she, right? So let's yes. talk a little bit about that energy and maybe go a bit more in depth as to where and how we understand how this plant serves us, if that makes any sense. Hmm.
1: Okay. Wait, what was the first part of the question? Sorry. <laughs>
0: No that's okay. I've actually in doing this show I realize I do that a lot. I get so excited and I get so totally. many thoughts in my head that I'm like question 1 and also question 2 and it's probably not the best etiquette. So You're <laughs> let's good. Look at let's just talk a little bit about how we find out the qualities of each plant in a, in a way mm. of service to us.
1: Yeah. I would say it really has to come through experience and experimentation. And that's with anything. Crystals too, right? There mm-hmm. are guides on what this means and what it's for. But one of my friends and teachers, you know, she talks about experiencing things and defining them for yourself. And I think that's, that's what happened with me in cannabis specifically was I was open to learning about her. And I learned very directly from a beautiful friend, Rachel Carlevale, who um, is a steward of the plant. And I heard this um, terminology of the female, but also too, it's a little bit more technical than that specifically for cannabis because the female plant is where we get the the medicine. And so I love that tie-in on how it is like truly this female essence. But I think you can feel that once you start Attuning yourself to what feels masculine, what feels feminine, you can sort of pick that out for yourself.
0: That's so beautiful. I yeah, I truly enjoy that. And like I said, I do think everything organic, right, has all of these mm-hmm. pools. And so I really identify with that. So g- let's go a little bit deeper with that. And I'm just going to maybe allow the listeners to get a bit more insight into why we're talking about these things and kind of how they help. And and then we'll get back to your story because I love your story. Oh, sure. <laughs> But so, as I said, everything in the universe is made up of light, vibration, and energy, and we are here in service of each other. You know, we're here to love fully everything and to be a part of everything and to allow some sort of growth between everything. Yes. And plants are no exception. Crystals are no exception. So if you're rolling your eyes in your car or wherever you listen to this, yes, I am one of those people too. I've got <laughs> plenty of crystals. There's always at least one or two crystals in my bra, you know, yes. if not more. Probably more like seven. And uh, and and I work with them. And why? Because they carry specific characteristics and energy. with the plants is the same. So when we when you hear us talk about well, this plant, you know, specifically is used for this, or it can help you attune to, let's say your third chakra, your root chakra. I think that we bypass the understanding that goes Mm -hmm. into herbology there because it's been going on for so long, right? People Mm -hmm. were using these plants as medicine before we had anything anywhere near what we call medicine these days. And to me, and this is one of the points that you addressed in your original story, which I love is the fact that we can indeed find a truly holistic healing space if we take everything into consideration, Mm -hmm. including normal, like all methods of of healing, right? Like you said, you were going to therapy, but then you were also meditating and you were doing all of these things together. The combination of those things creates a holistic space in which we can heal and just find new ways in which to grow from there. So to me, the use of plants and herbs wisely, by the way, I also will say this with like a big mm-hmm. warning. Do not do this on your own. Don't just start picking plants and eating mm-hmm. them. There's mm-hmm. Like I said, they all have qualities, but they, some of them can interact with medications or some of them interact with each other. Or you definitely don't want to pick belladonna because that's poisonous. Oh my so gosh. there are things you want to be careful of and aware of, but when you have knowledge And you couple that with um, as well our Western society and our Western technology and everything, I think that you can achieve great things. And to me, cannabis is one of those things. So I would even say, let's do one more thing on cannabis. And if you could dispel some bias or some misunderstandings around the plant and how it serves us, what would that like? What would you dispel about it?
1: Okay. I wanted to, okay. I just love having this conversation and like how it's unfolding and how we're taking our time. So I wanted to address a couple of things that, <laughs> awesome. you, that it, you just said. <laughs> um, as far as like the experience goes, it's, I've found when I have gone with my intuition because a big part of my self-healing journey was I wanted to understand what people were talking about when they were like, listen to your intuition. So I had mm-hmm. to practice what that meant. And that, that goes with what you were saying about a certain crystal with a certain chakra, or what plants are for. I have found that through my own personal discoveries oftentimes it will match up with what so-and-so says Mm -hmm. because there is also this like collective consciousness about it. So often it's kind of validating to find I'm not far off. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I'm attuned with that, but of course there are some some variables there. But I found that to be interesting that even our individual experience will lead us to this collective knowing. And I also wanted to say to the disclaimer about the plants that something I found so fascinating as I've been in Colorado and learning from midwives and herbalists and these beautiful witchy women is like the power of plants. Whereas in pharmacy school, I just I don't know if it was intended to be this way, but I got this impression that plants and just weren't it like they weren't shit you know um yeah. or like weak or any of those things they just not potent or all you know so so yeah
0: agreed with with the plant situation mm. i think you just said a mouthful there because <laughs> to i just the way that i just felt that in my body just intuitively it felt like a very distinct and and just a new way of exemplifying that that unfortunate negative idea that we have attached to the sacred feminine
1: Mm -hmm. and how
0: we think that the only way to get things achieved or the only way to actually be strong and powerful is to tap into the very extreme and sometimes off balance part of the sacred masculine Mm -hmm. instead of honoring and bringing both of those into sacredness together and holding space for both of them in such a way that they can create this beautiful healing space because plants are powerful, right? Completely. So is medicine. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen to that. <laughs> um As far as dispelling something about the cannabis plant, I just, I just want people to understand the magic of it. I'm still... Now I've been in Colorado for four years. I've been talking about cannabis openly for at least one and a half. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still have family members and I'm sure people from college looking at me sideways and wondering what I'm even talking about and how I could be like tarnishing my professionalism. But Mm. like, here's the thing. I really believe in healing and I want people to be healing. So that's why I'm talking about cannabis. It's so beautiful and magical for individuals and for the planet if we're talking about hemp and how it can heal the earth and how mm-hmm. we can be utilizing it as a resource in so many ways that wouldn't be as destructive and could be potentially healing versus, you know, depleting our resources it's just yeah. it's it's literal magic and so i just i I wish for the plant to have respect, even if people don't choose it individually. I wish for there to be less judgment around it and for people to realize how much of a helper she can be. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing like it in the pharmaceutical world. And so, um, and and also like getting high isn't bad, you know? Like I think that's a misconception. It's like people even um, in the CBD space, you know, people are dabbling in hemp and CBD now, which is really beautiful. It's kind of like, you know, a a safe space for people to talk about cannabis, but they're Mm -hmm. still afraid of the THC aspect, but also like what's fun with giggling and having fun and like feeling lifted. So Mm -hmm. um, I just, I think she's so beautiful and I hope that more people can accept her as medicine.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And that actually is also a really good transition for the rest of what I wanted to talk to you about Mm -hmm. because as I said, and I, and I said this just a little while ago, I think that we sometimes forget there are so many different modalities for healing, and there's so many different ways of bringing ourselves into our true presence, meaning understanding our bodies, listening to our bodies, hearing that intuition, knowing when it is a good time to do X, Y, or Z, or move in a particular direction or not, and then allowing that to really bring us to the core of one of your and my favorite subjects, which is self-love. Yes. <laughs> so let's go a little bit into your own journey into self-love great okay
1: so um it it goes back to the pharmacy and feeling that burnout so new mama working a pretty intense job which wasn't aligned for multiple reasons I'm, i've just gotten into human design about a year ago and a half ago as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, just seeing how my energy works, how like hustling is not really for anyone, but yeah. really not for me. Um, and I just was doing these long hours and stuck in this people pleasing state. And I was mm-hmm. miserable. Like I had not felt like that before where I, I was completely miserable and maybe I have, but maybe that's when I was getting medicated. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't have a quick fix for it. Basically. I had to deal with what was coming up and really be aware of that. And where I started was with self-love. That's basically what saved me was understanding what self-care was. And that was part of the problem is I never had that before. It's glorified in, you know, so many professions, especially the health to just like lose yourself. And I don't, I don't even know. I didn't have hobbies in school. I was in so many extracurriculars or working two jobs or studying, I guess. And this was the first time in my life that I had space to do that, but I didn't even know how to do that, which was weird to say out. It's weird to even say aloud now. Um, so I had to find hobbies. I had to find things that brought me joy, that felt good to me, that weren't work because I always was thinking I was relaxing, but I'd be trying to multitask or something, and I didn't know what relaxation was. And so many of us don't because that's when like your parasympathetic kicks in, and you have to deal with some stuff and process. So mm. so I started coming home and like baths were huge for me. I started having baths after having my son and it was that was a good thing for me was um to have him and have that him at the birth center which provided so much education for us and have such a supportive partner is, they were big on making sure the oxytocin was up and we were bonding. So I started taking baths and um, I started just listening to music and journaling and getting into my groove with whatever felt good to me and staying curious about that. And that's when um, like my first workshop was born from just experiencing self-care firsthand and discovering what that was and making mm-hmm. a ritual around that. It was revolutionary.
0: hmm And I love that you use the word ritual. I'm big on words and their Mm. power and how when we utilize them, we essentially are spelling, right? We are creating a little spell into reality. And so I love that you use the word ritual because that's the word I use as well for all of these little moments of sacredness. Because to me, when we are in self-care, because it is such a deep act of self-love it is a space of divinity, essentially. So we're creating the space for ritual, right? And I think I also like the fact that you were able to spot, oh, well, this isn't really making me feel great. How can I thrive? You know, how can I actually feel my power and live and enjoy and savor each moment. And then for a lot of us, that moment comes when we let go. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it in the true sense of allowing Mm -hmm. and permitting things to flow in their natural state. And that I think is when we find the space to listen, which then leads to self-love. And it's important, I think, also to know There are many different ways in which to love oneself, but I I believe the reason this works, and I believe the reason why we use self-care as such a big pathway and such a big doorway to this is when we truly love, then we give freely. Mm -hmm. So when we truly love ourselves, giving to ourselves, giving a moment of Quiet, giving a moment of peace, giving even something that's delectable to us, such as like chocolate or a bath or reading a book or heck, masturbation. Mm -hmm. All of these things are acts of deep love to self because we are gifting to ourselves.
1: Yes. And that feels so authentic. Whereas I'm glad you touched on the ritual because of course, the first thing that popped in my head was to say routine, but that's exactly what I was trying to get away from. I had routine all day. I had deadlines, but in this self-care space, I could, I could allow, like you mentioned Mm -hmm. and, and life was ceremony. Um, Mm, yeah, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's another fantastic word. Oh, I love this. I am just savoring this so much. Yeah, ceremony is another great, great work. And I think at the end of the day too, and I know you touch on this a lot, but allowing ourselves to be in that space of self-love also helps bring that narrative to the other side, which then means we can transform. Completely. Uh, oh, I hear the little one. Yeah,
1: Rex is on one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and then that space of transformation too, I think one thing, as well as with self-care, I think one thing that I do always like to share with my own clients is understand it is often uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a tendency to misunderstand the fact that being loving and caring has to be all rainbows and unicorns all the time. And that's not necessarily the truth. I mean, I don't have any kids myself, but I have plenty of nephews and nieces. And I think you'll respond to this as a mother. You want to love your little one so deeply, but it's not always going to be the most fun party, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So allowing ourselves to fall in that space of self-love and self-care and true gifting to ourselves and holding ourselves in that ritual space or in that ceremony of sacredness, it's not always going to be comfortable. Some days we're not going to want to. Some days we might even fight ourselves there. Some days, in fact, it might even become scary or painful because, for example, I was coming face to face with another part of like my life stories today something I hadn't thought about for a very long time. And I sat down and I spoke with my younger self and she was in so much pain that I was very tempted to just kind of bypass the whole situation and be like, no, I'm done. I kind of learned this lesson already, let's go. And, And that's part of it. You know, we sometimes do get to those points that are so intense and so uncomfortable and so scary that we're like, nope, 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 not going there, just gonna leave. And it's important though for us to stay present. Because if we can hold space for ourselves and work in that, then magic happens.
1: Yes, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. And I think it's, it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the better you get at recognizing a trigger and like your tendency to turn away. But it's so empowering too, to be in the moment and be like, okay, I haven't gotten this far. Like there's, there's no option but for me to go forward because like that's what I do now. That's like, that's what I do. That's how mm-hmm. I heal. Mm-hmm. And you Absolutely.
0: And you're right. It is like a muscle. It's a muscle and a practice. Yes. When you actually <laughs> devote yourself to it, then there is no option, like you said. Well, there is, but you know that that choice is you're also pulled. going to have a consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ugh, so much to that, Tori. So much. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. And I was going to say also another thing I love about your story is the fact that you you essentially transitioned from a space of like go, go, go where a lot of us find ourselves these days to a place of, again, allowing, and that's a word that literally has been coming up for like a couple of months now. So I don't know. I just think it's something in the universe is still calling us to allow more, but, I would love for you to share kind of what that's been like in your life and where it's made a difference, even in terms of, maybe let's put it in terms that are maybe more grounded for people to understand, you know, beyond just the crystal talk and I'll get more into that in a second, (laughs) but so that they can kind of see, oh, like if I actually allow the potential for X, Y, Z in my life would be, you know.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, people love to talk about work-life balance and I love to talk about work-life balance. Um which doesn't really exist. What I've heard someone else say, I don't remember who is work life satisfaction. And that's different for everyone. But like busting my ass working Mm -hmm. in a job that wasn't aligned for me, that's not work life satisfaction. So for me, slowing down was necessary. Taking things off my plate was necessary. To um, maybe like a quote unquote normal level, which I don't even know what that is because I was so extreme as a people pleaser. I was saying yes to things that I just wasn't, didn't even have the energy for. And that's why I was burnt out. And so, Mm -hmm. so many of us are in this space of overextending, feeling like we're sacrificing. And so to dial that back, like what made the most sense was to start saying no to other things that weren't for my highest good, that weren't for me, that weren't for what I saw a satisfaction, Mm -hmm. which wasn't necessarily easy. And I'm even now continuing to pare down, continuing to really look at opportunities and invitations because it's excited to get invited to things. But is it best for me right now? So I feel like that's pretty tangible, Um, but not necessarily easy because of the way our world works and trading time for money, that sort of thing. It still can be confusing to people. Um, like my spouse or my family, to see me (laughs) take such a risk and such a leap, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but know that my body and my mind feel so much better, and that it's the only way that I can see myself living. So, I really, for me, realized how much I was rushing, how much pressure I was putting on myself, and how that felt like an act of violence, like hurting myself. And so, what I did and what I continue to do is be very cautious about how I spend my energy yeah and what I put my time into
0: yeah and I think that's a whole new set of boundary as well mm-hmm. for ourselves which is a topic that I'm so so deeply steeped into lately including the intuition you know hence my my collaboration with my friend Jen Angela about boundary work specifically intuitive boundaries is just all yeah. about that so I get it it's just we sometimes bypass or ignore our own needs and core values, or even compromise them. Mm -hmm. Because we've got maybe this old narrative or this old idea of what things, quote unquote, should. And I think a lot of times the shoulds put us in positions where we know we are being false to ourselves. But Mm -hmm it's, hey, it's what has to happen, so it must be done. You know, all these words that Mm -hmm. feel so heavy to the body and to the soul that put us in positions where we definitely are not finding quite the same amount of space to grow and heal. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I love all of that, Tori. That's So that's just so powerful. And tell me a little bit more about right now, like post all of this wonderful growth that you have undergone in your own Kali face about the work that you do in helping others better embody their self-love. Cause I know that is, that is one of your biggest things that you love to do. Yes.
1: So I really, you know, I'm, I'm in this space of, um, I'm in this space. I call myself like a bridge between worlds. And I feel that on many different levels um, between like Western and holistic, between earthly realm and spiritual, because I feel like I've hacked a formula that people are interested in. People in my same situation that are pushing themselves toward a life that doesn't suit them and want to become more intuitive and feel what's right for them and follow that. And the formula is there is no formula except that you need to know yourself. And so I really encourage and create this space for people to get to know themselves because, like we've mentioned, there are times where it's scary to face um, because it's not only your trauma, it's the collective trauma that we're processing and, and everything in between. You know, I, I currently have a membership, which is a self healing membership. People can jump in, dive into the resources be pretty hands off about it pretty individual because it is an individual experience but there's also this beautiful aspect of community and even what we're doing now is having conversations about the healing because that helps us make these connections and really like rewire the whole the whole collective so i can also go on with one-on-one appointments, if people want more support around that, if they want details of what I see, again, to my human design of a projector and learning that has been so helpful mm-hmm. um, as, as we sort of have this viewpoint of where energy can be Efficiently used, and I've always been that person people come to for advice on things. And so, to just know that I sort of have that knack to zoom in and ask the questions and um, draw things out of people has been helpful to create this community.
0: I love that so much. And you know what? I'm actually going to take advantage of the fact that you are also an intuitive person and ask you. Um, Cause I'm curious, what are some of the practices or tools that you use to further your own intuition?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of my, okay. Journaling like is it for me, you know, like <laughs> I have to journal, I have to write things. That's how I process. And, um, that's kind of interesting because at the pharmacy, something I got out of in order to try and be more efficient and try to be, you know, what everyone else was, was to just do where my process is to process and to write and to organize information and then execute. So if I'm, I journal every day, daily, no matter what, and also if something comes up in the middle of the day where I'm like overwhelmed or want to celebrate, I, I put paper and pen together. Mm-hmm. Um, cannabis, for me personally, has mm-hmm. been a great tool for allowing myself to sit and to see different perspectives, um, and to lean into what I'm feeling, become really perceptive. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? What else? I guess motherhood itself. Um, <laughs> like flexing that has been another exercise in intuition, but really slowing down and journaling is, is number one for me.
0: I agree. That's like one of my favorite tools, you know, and I, a while ago, but especially as I was going through my own, one of my latest Kali faces mm-hmm. and really started tapping into my intuition more freely without yeah. feeling like, oh, I'm going to get burned at the stake kind of thing. Right. Um, then I actually started waking up in the morning and kind of having a little bit of a of my own ritual, my own sacred space where I'll wake up and do a little meditation or say a little prayer And then do three things that I'm grateful for and why, so that my subconscious can kind of clear the cobwebs around that, as well as really powerful statements for the day. And then, so yeah, journaling is a big, big deal to me. And same, whenever I've got to unpack something, usually I'll try to give myself to first cleanse myself and clear my energy out or ground. And then sit down and start working through it. if it feels like it's gonna be like a paper to pen kind of thing, but there's something very like magical about that physical touch, isn't there? Like you yes. actually physically putting it down versus putting it on your phone
1: totally, and that's part of it is just like to be honest with yourself, like what other space do you really allow that, even in your own head? It's like a judgment zone, so to be able to write out just whatever you're processing is where it becomes intuitive because you're free, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It changes the whole dynamic. It just changes absolutely everything.
1: Mm-hmm. No censorship.
0: Correct. Yes. And the allowing, again, we go back to that word, allowing mm-hmm. to be yourself in a, in, in a space and in a way that's not going to feel um, obtrusive or forced mm-hmm. or fake. And that's probably another one of the biggest points I would say about self-love is that if you can allow yourself to be, not necessarily accept, I have a big pet peeve about that word, (laughs) but about really embracing and being, then, oh my gosh, it makes such, such a tremendous difference. Yes. Oh, Tori, I love it so much, mm-hmm. and I just you know it's funny. I feel like I've known you forever, and we've just been talking for hours and hours, but it's only been Easy. a little bit, <laughs> yeah, we just jumped right in. I love it <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing in that space with me. I so appreciate your candor and your openness, and I would love it if you could share with us something like your own tip or your own words of power around how to become. Empowered and uplifted. Empowered and uplifted. I think
1: you, you need to know you. Like, that's at the root of everything is this authenticity for empowerment because you don't feel confident about being fake about anything, right? Like, you don't feel confident when you don't know your stuff, and the only thing you can really know is you and what you desire. So, I think to be empowered, it's to spend time with yourself, to know yourself, to love yourself, all the things we've been talking about. And to feel uplifted is to embrace that and have grace with that, who you are. I mean, it's not like you will realize that and then all of a sudden be okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the uplifting part is, is having grace and having celebration about that person you discover.
0: M-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And then last but not least, of course, where can all the listeners find you? I know we talked a little bit about your about your um program and everything, but where can they find you and connect with you? Sure.
1: So I love to connect with anyone who found resonance with this conversation tonight i like to say that i am a guide for leaders because that's what we all are individually and when you can step up into that power and recognize that i'd love to be there to support you through that process and so people can find me the best place is instagram that's where i hang out at your guide Tori. And you can also visit my website. If you would like to learn more about becoming a well-connected membership or member, you can visit Tori, T-O-R-I, Rerick, R-E-R-I-C-K dot com slash membership.
0: Awesome. Yay. Tori, thank you so much again for all of your time and for sharing your beautiful, beautiful energy with us. I really appreciate it.
1: I could talk to you forever. I'm so thrilled that we had this conversation and thank you again for having me.
0: Welcome back. And I hope that you all enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed conducting it. I definitely feel so much more bright right now than I did at the beginning, just because it was so nice to resonate at that vibration with such a lovely creature. So if you enjoyed today's show and if you have any questions, I know that we touched very briefly and I probably need to actually sit down and do a full length episode on herbalism and plants and crystals. So don't worry, I'm going to be working on that. But in the meantime, if you do have questions to me about any of those things, or if you have any rituals of your own that you want to share with me that you like to do to self-care, to tap deeper into your intuitive self, then please email me info at nourishingpaths.com. I love hearing from the listeners. It just makes me so happy. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at nourishing underscore paths. You can always log on to the website www.nourishingpaths.com. And if you're listening to the show and you're enjoying it, don't forget to subscribe as well as share with others and leave a rating and review because that is how other people can find us. It just makes it easier. So that would be fantastic. Not to mention how much I enjoy reading all of your reviews. So those are the ways that we can connect. And again, I hope that this was an invigorating episode for you and I will talk to you again next week. Until then, have a beautiful day.